Welcome, welcome to Wake Up to the Word, New Testament Friday, being broadcast here at the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. We are so glad you are joining us here as we broadcast our Friday, New Testament Friday edition. Um, as you can see, I've moved things around a little. I got my computer over here now, stack of stuff over here. Bible dead center, microphones on either side. I think I think this will work for us. I got my sound effects right here. <laughs> there you go. Everything's right there, ready to go. Uh, coffee, I forgot to give you my coffee of the week is Pete's Coffee. This is a medium roast. It's called Big Bang Pete's Coffee. Wake up to the word. It's a good blend and uh, happy to recommend it. We are not paid by Pete's Coffee. We are, however, advertised. Uh, we are supported by Barky's RV Rentals, and you can... Uh, connect with them at uh, BarkyRVRental.com and you can, if you live locally, we uh, Barky's RVs delivers locally to the local state parks and RV parks for you to have your camping outing. So go to the website, let them know you heard about it on Wake Up to the Word, and you get a discount. How do you like that? That's pretty cool. Um, that deserves... A round of applause from our studio audience that does not exist. Well, we're glad you're here. I got my uh, Jeff Stack of Stuff mug in the front there, so thank you for that. Uh, that was a gift from Jessica, and uh, we keep it right here in the studio. So <clears throat> we're going to get to our episode. I have some questions that came up from our last episode, and they actually are connected to this episode. So uh, this is uh, because... Um, we're doing the Bible chronologically. Uh, a lot of this episode is a doubling up, um, a repeat, or a different version of what we did last week. So uh, the the reading for, for New Testament for this week is Luke 20 and 21, and um, it covers... Uh, Authority of Jesus Challenge, the Parable of the Wicked Tenant, uh, payable, Pay Taxes to Caesar, uh, Sadducees, uh, Ask About the Resurrection. All of those things we already covered. That leaves us Whose Son is the Christ and uh, Beware of the Scribes, which we also already covered. So there's not a whole lot that we did not cover. Uh, in 21, we go through the widow's offering, which we talked about. Uh, Jesus foretells destruction of the temple, which we talked about. Jesus foretells the war and persecution, which we talked about. Jesus foretells destruction of Jerusalem, which we talked about. The coming of the Son of Man, there's some new information there. Lesson in the fig tree, which is basically the same. And watch yourselves. So there's a little bit of new information there that we will get into. But first, I would like to give you the questions that we had because we actually can get into a little more depth on this with the questions that we have. I have three questions on last week's reading that came from James E. Uh, he writes in, let me look at it here. Mark 13, 14, who is he in the verse. Great question. So let's go. Uh, 
to Mark 13. I will turn the page. Oh, I don't have a door opening, I don't think so. Um, turning the page, Mark 13, verse 14. So it says, but when you see, this is about the abomination of desolation. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not to be, let the reader understand, very key phrase, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain. So the question is, who is, quote unquote, he? Who is he um, in this passage? Well, I'm going to go to a parallel passage that we used uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, Matthew 24 talks about basically the same thing. <clears throat> in Matthew 24 and uh, verse 15, and it says, So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of, by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. So you get a little more of a clue here in Matthew, because you see it's very parallel. But when you see the abomination of desolation, standing where he ought not to be, let the reader understand. Okay, what does that mean there? As uh, Mark wrote, John Mark writes, puts a he... And in Matthew, he writes, so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, where should he not be standing? He shouldn't be standing in the holy place. Let the reader beware. What's the cross-reference for that? Daniel 9.27 for both of them. Let me go to Daniel 9.27, and we will give you, come on, Daniel, you are my brother. Older than me, do you still feel the pain? Okay, sorry. Uh, 27, all the way down, 927, it says, And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half a week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolation until the decree decreed end is until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator so he is the desolator who is he it's the one who um comes in and 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 uh it's the uh, it's the ruler of the people. So it's it's the one who comes in and and uh, as you go through Daniel chapter nine, uh, yeah, Daniel chapter nine, Matthew Matthew uh, twenty four, you'll see that there's a uh, there there's a pointing to the antichrist, pointing to the lawless one, the man of lawlessness, and that's who he is, and so. The hardest thing for us to do sometimes is to is to navigate through the Word of God and to find where am I supposed to be? Oh, this is Mark, and it's to find out uh, the cross references. Sometimes they're not obvious, but if you have a good Bible, you have cross references that are built into it, and they already write them in. Mine does not have that. I got handwritten notes that I put in. And the other part of it is something we talk about all the time. You have to start looking at the Bible with ancient Jewish eyes. Let me uh, 
me get my ancient. You have to start. You're looking at the Bible with ancient Jewish eyes, and that's uh, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. You know, can't look with ancient Jewish eyes. Uh, sorry about that. So, uh, not funny. <laughs> okay, so who's he? He's the man of lawlessness. That's who he is. And so when you get to, uh, when you're in Mark 13 and you see that when he ought not to be standing, an ancient Jew who was with Jesus, and Matthew gives a little more information in Matthew 24, Mark's recollection of it is a little more general. Matthew is a little more specific. Written about in the in the book of Daniel, a Jewish reader would have known that reference, would have known what he's talking about, would have understood who the he was. It didn't didn't uh, when you see him standing in where he not ought not to be standing, he would have recognized that right of way. Understand that as the man of lawlessness. Lawlessness. Okay, so that's the answer to that question. Second question, just as good. In Mark 13, 25, he asks, stars, quote-unquote, the word stars, are they the sons of God in that reference? Great question, great question. So in Mark 13, 25, the very next verse, right? No, that was 14. Uh, 25, I'm going to go uh, start with 24. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will will be falling from the heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. All right, that's a tough one uh, because it's talking about the sun and the moon and then it throws in the stars that will be falling from heaven and then it talks about the powers in the heaven will be shaken so we have to go and find some other references that talk about these things there's moon and stars talked about in the old testament when it does uh when uh, we talk about joseph and and his dreams that he has and the moon and the stars but that's clearly talking about his mother and his father and uh and not not uh a, a future revelation at all so when we go to revelation we can actually see in uh there's a couple of references in revelation 8 there's a reference, uh, what is it, 8, 4, I think. Um, what do I have here? Revelation 8, 12 is a, uh, uh, uses that terminology. 8, 12 says, uh, the fourth angel blew his trumpet. Let me get my glasses back on. Fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. So <clears throat> that talks about the darkening of the sun and the moon, but it also talks about darkening of the stars. So that could that be it? It could be. But let's also go to Revelation 12. And look at chapter, uh, verse 4, that talks about that. As people texting me, it's coming over the thing. So um, we'll start at uh, 3. We'll start at 12.3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, um, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars from heaven and cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, 
he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child. Okay, so that's talking about uh, um, it. It's a it's a scene in heaven regarding the dragon. The woman in this case is Israel. It's not uh, the Christ child. It's Israel, and this is talking about some end times. It's it's uh, it, placing that is a, is a little bit uh, is a little bit of work as well. But that is close to what it's talking about. Is the moon and the stars are dark. And a third of the stars are hurled down. It's using stars as a reference to uh, angels. Now, a lot of people take that verse to say that Satan took a third of the angels who to rebel with him. But that is not the context of that Revelation verse. The Revelation verse is that a dragon is in battle. And what does a dragon use his tail for in battle? It's a weapon. So a third of the stars that got got cast down to the earth is that they were warring with they were warring with Satan and they may have been wounded or cast away and they fell to the earth as opposed to cast to the earth like sent um, they fell to the earth because of their woundedness in battle so um, is that what this is talking about it's entirely possible because uh, but in those days, after the tribulation, the sun, the moon will be darkened. So this is talking about uh, potentially uh, the, this tribulation period. And uh, the stars will fall from heaven and the power of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with great power and glory. And then he will send out his angels uh, to gather the elect. And that comes to the last question that was asked. Uh, it says, uh, question three, to confirm the elect, are the Jews correct? So that's his third question, talks about verse 27. And when he sent uh, send out his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from from the ends of the earth to the ends of, of heaven. <laughs> Excuse me. So the elect in this particular context, because we're talking about the tribulation, the end of the tribulation, <clears throat> we are talking about gathering those who have endured through the tribulation. And the tribulation, we've talked about this before a little bit. I'm not exactly sure, know what episode it is. But the, tribul the very tribulation itself is a fulfillment of the Daniel prophecy, the 70th week of Daniel, which is God's final dealing with his chosen people, Israel. So the elect at the end of this are Jews. However, that term elect is not just used for Jews without within scripture, but in this particular context, it is. So great job, James E. You did, you did well. Um, your questions were very well crafted even though they were short they sent me digging so that's just really cool let's give let's give james e uh i'm really a, rich yeah no sorry wrong one let's give him a big hand hit the wrong button good stuff so what are we going to talk about we're in luke uh luke uh 20 and 21 let's get to our main text Luke 20 and 21, and all those things that we, we already did talk about. I'm not going to go back over those again. Um, 
sad you sees were sad because they, they, they were sad you see that because they didn't believe in the resurrection. <clears throat> Jesus talked about nation rising against nation. Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple. Um, uh, the coming of the Son of Man, the sign, the sun, the moon, the stars. There it is again on the earth, the stress of nations. Uh, perplexing because of the roaring of the seas and the waves. People fainting with fear and with foreboding. This is verse 26 of chapter 21. Uh, of what is to come on the earth. What is coming on the earth? For the power of the heavens will be shaken. 27 of chapter 21. And they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. So he's he's telling the full story about it. He, he tells the full thing, and you know you will be able to see it beginning to happen. Um, uh, I believe the rapture will take place, but I believe the birth pains will reveal the times. I think they are beginning to reveal the times. I don't know how long birth pains do. Most mothers in the, uh, in the audience today, do you know how long your birth pains will last? Uh, some last for a few hours, some last for a few days. So uh, we never know how long the birth pains will last. And that's exactly why Jesus described them that way, because we're not supposed to know. Uh, Lesson of the fig tree talks about that truly I say to you, this is verse 32, um, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. And we talked about this word translated generation. It also can be translated nation. Uh, the nationality the the this this nation will not pass away heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away so he's not necessarily talking i'm going to come in like 20 years or 40 years whatever the generation was um before all these things take place because we know that this all these things didn't take place within uh 40 years it'll be 70 AD somewhere somewhere around there after Jesus uh Jesus uh, takes place uh but um, uh, you watch yourselves. But wa- but this is the last part of of this chapter, the last part of our of our uh, episode. <clears throat> but watch yourselves, lest your heart, lest your heart be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day coming upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. 37. And every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged on the mount called Olivet. And early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. I don't know if you picked up on the episode I recorded earlier. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Friday's edition of Old Testament Thursday. Yeah, you probably uh, may have already uh, looked at that one. This is episode 72. This is uh, New Testament Friday. And in both of these episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit about this high places, mountains and gardens. This is exactly, <clears throat> exactly. Uh, consistent through all of Scripture. Sacred spaces 
places of worship are mountains and gardens. Uh, throughout the history, Jesus often went to a high place, went to a mountain, went to a high place to pray, to speak with God. And even the enemy counterfeits that. There's so many temples and uh, places of worship that are dedicated to uh, idols and the demonic uh, that are also in high places because they're trying to counterfeit the true worship and the true plan of God. And so Jesus would go to a high place, Mount called Olivet, and he would pray and worship and rest, and then he would come back. Well, that's what I got for you today. I'm so glad you joined us. This has been New Testament Friday, episode 072. We are moving along. I'm going to try to upload some more episodes to YouTube. So if you want to look at that on YouTube, we are on Spotify. And most of our episodes are on YouTube. Love you guys. I will be speaking this weekend at Life Coast Church. We're in Hebrews chapter 1, end of chapter 1. You're going to love it. This is a great episode. I am excited about teaching this Sunday and Wednesday. So come on out if you can. If you live in Flagler County, Life Coast Church, we meet at Matanzas High School at 1030 every Sunday morning. And there is a great family there to greet you. Love you so much. Bye-bye.